Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I'm starting to think my two-year-old grandson has a lot of characteristics of Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Nice, nice. And I am the Champ, and I was listening to a Mariners game, and they said one of their favorite quotes from Randy Johnson was, Randy Johnson used to say, get me two in case somebody gets lucky. <laughs> That's what I used to say in wiffle ball. I was just going to that you know what, you stole my punchline. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. That's how cocky you were in wiffle ball. Confident. It's confidence, not confidence. cocky. Yes. That's right. It's yeah. you, weren't, you weren't very empathetic in wiffle ball. No. Well, that's not true. No. There, there's sometimes, I, every once in a while, I gave Ralph and Rob one pitch to hit. That's exactly. You stole my punchline. Yes, he talks about himself in the third person. Yes. He, wow. He'll, okay. He'll, okay. I mean, we didn't rehearse this at all. No. We had no idea what uh, each other was going to say. Go on. All right. Well, right. So he's starting to become like uh, two, two wives here or something. I don't know. <laughs> he seems like uh, he, he's, he's fairly quick. I mean, you, you, you got to be quick with him if, if you're watching him outside or even inside. And yes, he refers to himself in the third person, uh, and he refers to himself as JJ. So he'll say J- <laughs> JJ's hungry, JJ likes school, things like that. So yeah, there's some characteristics of Ricky Henderson. You know, one of my favorite Ricky Henderson quotes was like, apparently when he reached 10 years in baseball. Um, you know, you, you 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 lock in, you get some tenure, right? In in baseball, you don't have you don't get traded, you get to reject trades, that type of thing. So I guess uh, supposedly the story goes, an announcer asked him, um, "So Ricky, what do you think about tenure?" And Ricky said, uh, "Ricky doesn't know anything about tenure. Ricky's got twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we could do a whole podcast on Ricky Henderson. I I heard a story that he never cashed his first check from the Oakland A's. And the accountant had to call him and say, hey, dude, you got to cash that thing. He had it framed in his apartment. I, I think you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but what a, what a dynamic leadoff hitter, right? Oh, I mean, he gosh, was like a, yeah. a generational generational talent, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone like him now. No. And I, I don't think there's anyone like him since him. <laughs> right? I, I just don't think there is. Yeah. I mean, to, to have the power, not just home runs, but doubles, and then hitting for bat, you know, average, I think he he might have passed Pete Rose for the all-time runs. He might be the baseball's all-time runs leader. Yeah. Mm, okay, we can check on that. Yeah. We can check on that. Whilst we do, what, what do we got going on today? Okay, so uh, we're going to cover some Bush League standings. And, and now we, I think we have two more weeks left. We have 15 games left, I think, in, yeah. in Major League Baseball. And the standings, uh, the, the, we're going to talk about, there is some movement that, that can happen. Uh, the, one of the two teams that can't move is Tom Freeze. He's first. You'll talk about him later. Uh, I am the other team that is not moving. I am in 10th. <laughs> so we're going to start with 10th with Crazy Joe DeBola. Uh, I had my best week points-wise in, in about a month. I had, 40, I had 43 points. Uh, just to tell you where we're at here, Cody wait, Bell. Wait, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, was that was that forty three points? Was that uh, offensive core pitching? Uh, no, it was it was mostly off. Actually, it might have been a little bit of both. I, I don't even know. No, I, I, no, I'm, I'm being I'm being smart. It's, it's combined because there are some teams that are posting that in either offensive. Or oh yeah, pitching. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's my combined. I don't know where my strength was. If that's if that's a word you could use. So the past seven days, Cody Bellinger has more stolen bases than he does hits. <laughs> so uh, he has z- zero homers and zero RBIs. He actually has zero RBIs in the last two weeks. So that's where Bellinger um, is what, right now. What, was, he, was he your first-round choice? Yeah, but funny thing is I gave up – I passed up on Yelich and took Bellinger. So I don't really think it would have mattered. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what? And we're going to talk to the owner of uh, Christian Yelich uh, a little bit later in the show. But, you know, one of the things we talked about is that you don't really try and win it in when the, with, with your first-round pick, but you don't want to lose it with your first-round pick. And I, and I think in your case and in the case of Here Come the Runs, um, that's exactly what happened is that they were just too, too bad first-round pick that, you know, nobody saw coming. 
Yeah, the only bright spot I had this week was uh, Luis Castillo had another good outing, and Iglesias, he didn't have good outings, but he, he logged out two saves. Um, re- really not much going on, and I'm, I'm not moving – I'm not moving at all here. Um, moving on to ninth, Rick Lake, the denogonizer. Um, he had he had another good week again. It wasn't as good as his past three weeks. He had 50 and a half points for week eight. Down, he was probably down about 10 uh, from the past two weeks. Uh, Michael Conforto stays hot for that team. Uh, uh, 346 average, nine runs, two homers, six ribs. Uh, he's got Sixto Sanchez, who had two wins this week. A .69 ERA and a .77 whip, 10 Ks in 13 innings. Six though, um, he looks like he's he's everything he's built up to be. Have you have, have you seen him pitch yet? Um, just in highlights, I, I have not seen him. Um, I've not seen him live, but you know, the the, the Marlins could afford right to, to wait on him because in, in that trade with Real Muto. Um, he's he's had his uh, Tommy John surgery, right? So he should be good for a while. And um, I mean, obviously, it was a good trade for, for for both teams. But it looks like he, um, you know, despite his size, looks like he's going to be a uh, a really good pitcher. And don't you think he's going to get some uh, um, some some dollars next year in in the 2021 Bush League draft? Uh, yeah, he probably will. It is a small sample, and let's see how he does with his last two or three starts. Um... But yeah, I, I I think he he he'll probably get drafted. I think he was probably on someone's reserve roster um, last year, just in case. But yeah, he he definitely get he'll go in the auction next year. And yeah, I, I I think we have some time on him. I don't know if it's a good trade for both teams. If the Phillies can't sign Real Muto, then it's not a good trade, right? You give yeah, up. But, a, but, but, but wait a second. They they knew that going in, right? And and you know their window was was closing. They they knew that they were getting two seasons. Now obviously they didn't expect uh, a pandemic this year. But you know they could have made the playoffs. They should have made the playoffs last year. And it looks like they will make the playoffs this year. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if. I, yeah. I guess they will make the playoffs. I mean, Colorado is struggling. Milwaukee and Cincinnati can't seem to get it together. But you know the Phils. I think they lost three out of four right now to the Marlins, and they're and they're playing today. Um, and, and if they lose today, they'll be a game over five hundred. Yeah, I guess they will make the playoffs. But if you don't sign yeah. Real Muto, you give up on Sixto Sanchez, and he turns out to be really good. That's a problem. Yeah, so you you got to sign yeah, Real yeah, Muto. Hey, did you see? Speaking of Conforto, did he, I, he might become? I'm not sure if he's a free agent this year or, or, or next year. Did you see the catch he made? And I don't remember who it was against, but he went back to the wall diving. It was it, it was a great catch. Uh, I, I that have he made uh, over his uh, over his shoulders. Yeah, I, I I think the guy's turned into a really good player. I, and he came up yeah. on their World Series team. He was really young. He came up late. Um, but now he's 27, and he's kind of hitting a stride. Last year he had 92 ribs, only hit 257, but he had 33 homers, um, 856 OPS. So, yeah, he, he seems like he's finding his stride, and I'm looking to see. He is signed through – he's arbitration eligible next year, and then earliest free agent is 22. So the Mets going to have to make okay. a decision in the next 12 months, you know, what yeah. to do with this guy. But – uh, and then he'll be 28, so I don't, I don't know what you do with that, you know. But anyway, uh, Denogonizers, their hitting is cooling off a little bit. He had seven wins this week, but five came from relief pitchers. So I, I don't know if that's – I mean, seven wins is good, but when you get them from relief pitching, I don't know if that's something you can plan on. But I don't know, maybe during this seven-inning doubleheader thing, maybe that's the strategy. So that's what we That's what we refer to as vulture wins. Yeah, right. Uh, which leads us to our eighth place. Uh, here come the runs. Sam Kirk, you were on with us. You still there? Yes, I am. Sam. Yay. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about school. H- how's it going? Uh, your classes, are you going to class? Are you doing it virtual? W- w- what's going on up there? Well, I have two classes that are in person, and uh, they-, they seem to relate to my major a bit more. So I think that- that's the advantage that I have, which is kind of nice. And my other classes seem more just uh, kind of just in general, just general stuff. But it, it, it's a little tough to take some of these classes online, like Spanish and just oh, yeah. science. And, 
like like learning Spanish online is a lot different than learning uh, Spanish in person. I mean, hearing somebody talk through like their computer at home, like hundred miles away, it's a lot different than hearing them pull on the sheet and then pull on the board and stuff like that. So it's a lot about note taking and the uh, kind of just self, uh, you know. So it's self-reliant a little bit more now, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, are, are you enjoying it? I mean, I, you have no um, other, what? Are you? Yeah, see, it's been a great time so okay. far. I mean, it doesn't really, COVID doesn't really seem to slow the people down here, but we've been just kind of chilling out, watching some, just watching sports, just kind of trying to have as much fun as we can without crossing the line and risking our health, you know, and sent, getting sent home because that's, no one wants that. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to be sent home. Uh, do you have a full campus up there, or, or some people actually students never went back and they're just doing everything online? Well, if you like, if you get it here, they just isolate you. So they they put you in like a room and I guess in like an apartment, and you kind of just have to stay there for I don't know how long till. And then, like, it, it just does not seem fun, the isolation thing. So a lot of people that do get it just kind of go home for a couple of weeks and then end up coming back. I don't know. If, if you had, a, if you ended up with a bad roommate, that might not be a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, to say you yeah, have it. One, so you... of my, uh, one of my friends is, is in that situation right now. We joked about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go crazy for a week so you get that isolation room. Um, yeah. uh, all right, let's let's circle back to your team. Uh, uh, you, you got passed last week. Uh, I think it was last week by the Ichiro's. You had forty four points this week. Uh, I, I from looking at your team, I think Alan ba- or Alec Baum is a really bright spot that that you picked up. Yeah, I mean, I took a flyer. I actually drafted him, so I kind of just figured like the Phillies need guys like that to come up to spark their team. I mean, you, you kind of saw in the beginning of the season, like, it was just bland baseball. It was oh, boring. yeah. It was I mean, boring. I know it was. It wasn't, fun. it wasn't fun to watch at all. I think he's been a part of that kind of turnaround that, like, oh, who's this guy? He just blasted the ball. But, you know I mean? It's, like, it's fun to watch. He's, like, younger guys just kind of taking advantage of the spotlight. And you can tell guys like Harper, McCutcheon, Bill Muto really get into that. And I think that's kind of helping them out right now. So, I yeah. figured they need they – need more guys that boy they needed a third baseman after the Bronco departure so I figured he would get time somewhere down the line and he's made most of it so far yeah it turns out Franco figured out how to hit as soon as he left Philly but anyway um (laughs) and then and then the other bright spot and I don't know I don't know if you drafted him or he was a fab pickup is this Chris Taylor did you draft him I didn't hear you right. What player was that? Chris Taylor from the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, I drafted Chris Taylor. I've always kind of liked Chris Taylor. I mean, he's like, I always like the utility guys because, like, ball clubs there like the Dodgers. They're deep, and they're going to mix guys in, mix yeah. guys out. And, uh, he's going to get playing time no matter what. So I feel like the more positions you play, the more reps he's going to get. So, someone gets hot eventually, and. I feel like he runs a little bit. He kind of does a little bit of everything. So just the power's not really there. But besides that, you see, he's a solid all-around player, and I think that's that's kind of the structure I had this year, which didn't really seem to work too well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's. Who was your first-round pick? Who was your first pick in this? In well, this? you could make the case that I have probably. You could make the case that I have the two like. Best, but like two of the best players in baseball on my team, but yeah, I'm an eight. But so I Tatis and Degrom, and I went back to back with them. And yeah, you guys, you know, I mean, Tatis is just phenomenal. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's the model for shortstops for years to come. Now, just watching him play, it, it, I feel like that's the type of player that's gonna like bring baseball back. I mean, you see some of the type of plays he makes. Uh, the bomb, the second deck on a three zero count, like that's what the sport needs. You know, like that, that's how you can bring more viewers into it, guys like that. And uh, I feel like he he has a chance to kind of contend with Trout to be up there in just a few years to, as the best player in the league. Especially that I think that Padres team overall is fun to watch, and they've really been a surprise this year. 
So, yeah, and, and Jamie and I have talked about Tatis uh, a, a few times uh, throughout this, this season. Uh, what were your thoughts, him hitting the, the 3-0 pitch over the fence? I think it was in the eighth inning when they were up. Did, did you think that was unethical? No, I, yeah. I don't think that's unethical. I mean, yeah. why would he not swing? I, 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 don't, understand, I don't understand that. I feel, feel like the old baseball rules or whatever they were calling those rules, I think it's out, it's out of place now. I mean, it just is. Every other sport has changed besides baseball. Like baseball has changed, but it hasn't changed as dramatically as other professional sports league has. But that's what you want. I mean, that you heard about that on ESPN. You heard about that everywhere, and I feel like – that's only going to help the MLB. So why wouldn't they want more guys just being like, like show offs and kind of like doing it because they can? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't throw a pitch down three zero that way. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah no, you make a good you know, point. I, I saw Tatis being interviewed on the MLB network uh, Saturday morning, and he said in the Dominican they all do that, like that is a thing where they kind yeah. of showboat a little bit. So, And he did say he needs to dial it back a little bit, but I don't think hitting a 3-0 pitch in the eighth inning, I've never heard of that rule, and I don't know if Jamie has either. Um, yeah, that'll teach the pitcher to just don't groove one on 3-0 and when there's guys <laughs> on base. I think that was just a team that was getting – getting killed and they were just already mad about the fact about how bad they're playing yeah they, they found any kind of complaint about it yeah he got his feelings hurt that's that's what that was so uh yeah i i guess uh, you know when you when you think about your team um you 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 would say Degrom and tatis and then yeah you, you know you got alec Baum and uh, chris taylor but everybody else is kind of struggling and and yeah. uh yeah, it's just it's just one of those one of so those I've, seasons. I've been surprised with some of like my players' seasons. Like Castellano started off really hot. I was expecting big things from Kingery. I mean, we watched <laughs> Philly games, but still, like, I feel like he had he showed enough potential in his first two seasons there, like that he was going to be able to maybe contend to like hit higher up in the order, and he obviously would have a chance to play every day if he was hitting because he plays everywhere in the field. And he's not a weakness out there on the field, and I feel like he would be would have been a part of like the Phillies team if he was hitting as a lot of people thought he would. Yeah, and they've given him every opportunity. I mean, Gabe, I thought that was Gabe's son the way he played him. Um, yeah, he has he has had every opportunity, but uh, you know, Bomb took his spot. He took a lot of at bats. McCutcheon hitting well, and he yeah, there's just no room for him now. It's you know, sad to watch, in my opinion, because I feel like that was a lot of well, that was a guy that a lot of Philly fans are kind of rooting for, and just a like a spirit, a spirit of Chase Utley type of player that is willing to go out there and spread out plays. But it, I mean, I don't. It might be the weird COVID year. It might be something like that. But it, a lot of these guys just seem kind of out of it. I mean, it's a really weird year for baseball. Like. I don't, yeah. look, I don't know. I don't, you probably are. You guys probably already discussed how the uh, how the national GM got thrown out of the game. Like, like I've just never seen anything like that. Before. <laughs> like, like, just this year in general is just insane. And I feel like some of these players are still trying to get adjusted. Like, no one, no one going this year would have could have said the Yankees would have been third in the AL East. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not a chance. Like, even if you hate the Yankees, there's just no way. And I don't know. Seems like a weird year. Yeah, and Jamie and I have talked before too. It's really only early June if if this was a 162 game season and things would start to level out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I, I think you, you you hit a proverbial home run with Alec Baum. I I I, I think he has had a, a controlled aggressiveness at the plate where he swings aggressively, but he doesn't strike out a lot. And, and hopefully that'll carry through. You know, a 162 game season next year but um hey just the other side too you got two offensive players that would zero at bats last week and i <laughs> i think king green might have been one of them <laughs> yeah carrie was hurt I, who I, who's the other one i mean i know jt was also hurt but uh you had king green and uh, steven souza yeah he, he was playing a lot in the game of the year but i feel like the emergence of uh have kind of really shut him down that was the guy i had my had on like my other team last year so i was looking forward to having him also had conforto so 
seeing those guys light it up is just kind of famous, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've had Souza since he got back in the National League, and he's gotten hurt both years. And actually, last year he got hurt the first play of the game of the season. So, um, yeah, I've given up on that guy. And apparently the Cubs have as well. So, hey, yeah. Matt, we, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I guess hey, – let let, go let, ahead, James. Let, let me just jump in here for a second and ask Sam a couple questions. Hola, Sam. Hola, Jamie. Oh, gusto, <laughs> Esmail. Um, <laughs> Bien. Um, actually, what I was hoping for is that, you know, you're taking Spanish. Did you take Spanish in, uh, in, in high school? Yeah, I took two years. Two years okay. Or three years. All right. So, so, so what we're going to need you to do is in the off season, um, need you to sit down and tutor San, uh, um, Raj on a little bit of, of Spanish because his his pronunciation of some of the player names is, is, uh, needs some work. So if you can help with that, that would be great. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, I would ask. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the second thing is, I just wanted to uh, say congratulations being at college and. Uh, what was it like when uh, mom and dad dropped you off? Was it uh, was it a tearful? Did your did your dad have a tear in his eye, or was he? Uh, oh, he, uh, took was an, he took an hour nap in my uh, my bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> he took me out to lunch and drove four hours Nice, nice. And you know, one of the things you had pointed it out already that I saw on your team is that yeah, you, it's possible that you could have both the MVP. And the Cy Young Award winner oh, yeah. this year. Um, it's, it's quite possible. And I apologize. I, I said that you had Kristen Yelich. Uh, that's the uh, Honey Nut Ichiro's. Yeah. Um, you didn't pick until, what was it? You had the 10th tenth, tenth and 11th pick? Is that you had the wheel pick? Yeah, I had the wheel pick. Okay. All right. Well, listen, keep uh, keep on keeping on there at, the, at State College. Don't end up in the uh, timeout room. And, uh, you know, keep in touch with us. Yeah, we'll do. All right. Good All luck right, to you. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, that leaves us with the uh, seventh place team, uh, Honey Nut Ichiro's. That's your favorite team name, I think you've mentioned. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, and we have we have the owner of the Honey Nut Ichiro's, Casey Burke. Case, how you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing good. So we, you have an interesting team right now. Uh, you started off really slow. You had a lot of injuries. Um, you had a good week this week, 53 and a half points. 41 of it was pitching. Bought Clevenger for everything, almost everything you had. Uh, and him and Bauer, three wins, 25 Ks this just this week. Uh, are, are you any buyer's remorse on Clevenger? No, I had nothing to lose with dumping all my money on Clevenger. I, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to come in first. So I figured to see if I can move up a few slots. And I knew my pitching was already pretty decent. So. Getting Clevenger, I thought maybe you'd be able to put me over the top in some categories. Yeah. So when you look at your week, um, you have some interesting, interesting uh, things going on. You, you got this Blake Trinan. Now, Kenley Jansen got blown up uh, twice this week. There's been talk that Trinan is going to get more of a, a role in the high leverage situations. That might help you. I guess you got to be concerned about Hoskins, whether he's going to stay hot or he's going to go on the IL. Yeah, that's the story of my years. Good guys underperforming and guys that I need to be average just get hurt. So, so when you when you look at Hoskins, um, and the and the rest of your club, do you think you have the? You think you have the pitching? Do you think you have the offense to? to make a, a move the last two weeks? I mean, I'm what I'm about to say, I understand that I'm seventh place. But I honestly thought coming out of the draft, I had the best team offensively. Uh, so I don't know how to answer your question, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I, I, I think the biggest hit has been Yelich. And I'm looking at his stats now, and he's hitting 199 and – uh, 19 RBIs. Now, I'm, I'm guessing you projected a little more out of him? A little bit more, yeah. <laughs> so, the other thing I, I noticed about Yelich is 56 strikeouts and 151 at-bats. That's one-third yeah. of – that is that is not Christian Yelich. That's Reese Hoskins. <laughs> but, yeah, that that is so strange to me. Like, this guy almost like he forgot how to hit. 
And 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 Jamie, you had mentioned about you don't win it on your first pick, but you could put yourself in a big hole. And I think that's what that's what we're we're looking at here. What are your thoughts on that, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you one, one of the things you, you you brought up here, and, and I was going to highlight that is, you know, Yelich, 56 strikeouts and 151 at-bats. I think that's like a 36%, 37% strikeout rate, which is just, you know, un, unheard of. And, you know, Case, one of the, the, the people that um, I, I think you probably expected a little bit more out of was Javier Baez, who's kind of suffering the same thing. I mean, he has 62 strikeouts and 170 innings, or excuse me, 177 at-bats. At um um, yeah, but what do you think about bias too? Did you hear what he had mentioned that he, he's kind of blaming it on not being able to see video, um, right after his at-bats? Yeah, I, I heard what he said about that. I, and I kind of just to go off what Sam was saying, or like, but with less detail, like this year is really strange. And I do think guys got advantages or disadvantages from certain things that aren't happening right now. And maybe that could be one of them for bias specifically. I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if he really believes that. Because he's definitely – like last year he was a borderline MVP candidate, and this year he's not sure. even close to that. Sure. I, I think the other thing that hurt was, was losing Tommy Pham, even though he was only hitting 207. Like he had six stolen bases in the limited amount of games that he, that he had. And I, I know you got rid of – got rid of him. It looks like he tried to uh, replace him in terms of Fab with Polanco. Is that, is that right? Yes, that is true. Yeah, so w- what I'm seeing is, uh, you know, you, Hoskins gets gets hot late. He didn't get off to a real good start. So you had Hoskins, you got Ozzy Albies who got injured early. You have Bias hitting 203 with all the strikeouts. You got Yelich hitting 199 with all the strikeouts. Um, that's a tough road to hoe in a two month season where they, the, either the first seven weeks, eight weeks, that that's the production. And it's, well, you know, Jane, we've talked about it with two weeks left. Even if they hit 500, it's, it's not going to matter at this point. Right. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, your pitching is, is where, where you're making your money. And, and uh, Bauer is just having one crazy year, one, seven, four ERA, his whip still below one, He's got 71 strikeouts. You you add Clevenger to that. Um, it looks like Galsman's going to miss at least one start, uh, and he's got a lot of strikeouts. But um, and then and we're going to talk a little bit about Edward Diaz, who is who was uh, who, who's got a resurgence. Um, so I, we want you to stay because we're we're going to talk a little bit about the, there's some movements for you and Bob Freeze. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, uh, how's school going? Yeah, school is it's going like just trying to get through it. It's different with the virtu- everything being virtual, but I'm starting to get used to it now, and I'm starting to get into a groove with how my schedule is. And you have you you where you have classes where you have to attend online, right? Yeah, I have like some virtual classes, which is still a set schedule, is as if I'm in the building. So yeah. The, uh, and you've taken on. Strictly online courses. Do you find that being forced to go to class is helpful? Yeah, I definitely prefer the being there. It's easy for me to focus on what I'm doing rather than pretty much having to decide myself when I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jamie, you got anything? So, so good. Y- yeah, yeah. So, 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 Kate, didn't you say that as as part of uh, what, which are two majors? Because you're doing a dual major, right? Uh, no, I'm just, uh, doing biology. I switched to but, but that. You're, okay, but you're also concentrating in, in, did you say in, in, in journalism or writing or? That was what I was previously, uh, focused on, but I've kind of swayed, like, swayed away from that, yeah. Oh, okay, because the reason why I ask is I, I know that, you know, in the last podcast, uh, Roger talked about actually, um, dictating uh, an article that he would want you to write, and <laughs> I've talked about that I um, want to start a website and need content, but I, I'm not a good writer, so I'm looking for a lead writer for the the, the Bush League uh, website. So uh, 
know, keep keep those hey, skills sharp. I'd be into that for sure. If you're if you're looking for that, I think that'd be cool to do. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll we'll talk in the off season. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we move on to the six spot. Cindy Studs. Uh, 51 points right now. He had a really bad week eight. He had 32 and a half points. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Brian Anderson hit 500 for him this week, Jay. 500. He had 12 hits. 11 of them were singles. So <laughs> I don't know how much production Brian Anderson's kicking out other than helping with his average and OPS. Uh, Donovan Solano stays hot. Hit 381 this week. He's got some hitters cooling off. Austin Riley's cooling off Jake Cronworth is cooling off and Bob's the Cindy studs Bob freeze has actually lost uh points every week since week three he's dropped in the standings <laughs> so he's down to 51 yeah, points and it's it, it thank God he only has two weeks left because he might be down with me if it was any longer uh, yeah, I, I, I know he's I know he's trying to battle right now. You know, he had the most fab pickups. He had six fab pickups, and, you know, God bless him. Um, ever since I've seen him play in, in both the Bush League and the Republic League, I mean, he, he, he battles. Um, but uh, he, he he's just suffering the CBS curse, right? Because wasn't he the, the darling, the CBS pick that, that, that he was going to win? So, uh you know, I guess he was a CBS stud too, but that's gone by the wayside <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, he had a really tough pitching week. Uh, Kenley Jansen has twenty-three. He has a twenty-three point one four ERA. In fact, Kenley Jansen's ERA on Sat he blew a save on Saturday. Uh, yeah, he went. Kenley Jansen's ERA went from one point nine six to three nine three in one night, in one one inning. Um. And then he picked up Trevor Rogers this week, who has a 24 ERA this week. <laughs> so I'm not sure how he's going to help, but he's got the guy's got a lot of strikeouts. But hey, like you said, man, you just it, it, you know if you think he's better than the guy you're going to replace him with, then you then you take a run at it. Um, you think Cindy Studs can hang? Can he hang in sixth place? Um, I I don't know. I I, I think there's a possibility that um, the Ichiro's can can pass him because just I mean that's that's great digging by you to say that Cindy Studs have actually dropped since the third week each consecutive week and I don't know if they can. What so, do you think? So real quick, so I I I looked at Cindy Studs and the Ichiro's and I'm not saying that you know the Ichiro's are going to pass them, but so home runs. Uh, Cindy Studs, 70. Each row, 68. They're right behind each other. Runs. Uh, each rows are three back of me, and you've seen my team the past two weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, RBIs. Each rows, 244. Studs, 240. Uh, uh, ERA. Studs, 4665. Each rows, 4675. They're right behind each other. Ks. Each rows, 326. Studs, 320. And wins, studs have 20, each rows have 18, and you're right behind at 16. So there is room for movement for for Bob to drop if, like the the aforementioned players we we talked about with each rows, Baez, Yelich, Hoskins, Albies. If they get hot for two weeks and it, Case's pitching stays consistent, I, I think this is our closest race in the Bush League right now. Let's go out on the limb and say that uh, Case is going to actually um, pass um, S. Bob. Um, do, you, do you want to confirm that, Case? Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm going to pass him. But uh, That's not what we wanted to hear. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's going to take a tough two weeks. But, I mean, he's, he's definitely not out of the woods to, to fall another – another slot. Um, so that, that wraps up the, the bottom five. Yeah. So, you know, what's here's, here's what's interesting, uh, Raj, is that, you know, the top half, um, not only are they at the top half here to date, but the top half was also um, this past week, um, which was kind of crazy. So, you know, the good keep getting better, um, if you will. Um, and 
with, with my team, I pretty much had an, an average week. I'm in fifth place. Um, I finished in fifth place for the week. Um, I've just done uh, this past week uh, a horrible job of managing or really a better job at mismanaging my team. Um, I had Dylan Carlson with no at-bats um, in Springfield. Uh, that's where he's uh, right now. And meanwhile, um, Gavin Lux had two home runs and six RBIs um, while, um, while he was on my bench and Carlson's activated. But I, I think probably – the biggest mistake of this year is I had Alex Mills, who pitched a no-hitter this week. Um, I had him as well on my bench. And as good as Sixto Sanchez was, um, you, had, you had talked about how he had two wins. Alex Mills had two wins, um, zero ERA, and a .67, a whip. Um, that's going to leave a mark, don't you think? Yeah, that's tough. But did, did – w- was Alec Mills really in even your thought process? Were, were you looking at your roster and thinking, man, I don't know, maybe I should bring this guy up? Was he even in your thought process? No, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Early in the year, I actually had him on my, um, my roster, but the week before, I saw him get destroyed by the Cardinals, and I'm like, oof, I'm not going to you know, take this again. So, uh, again, it's, it's, it's been my, my roster management has been botched and, and bungled uh, this, <laughs> this year. And, you know, Rod, you had asked me last week because I had five wins last week, and you said, could I do it again? And I said, yeah, absolutely. If everything turned out right, well, I had four wins. Could have had six wins if I had Alex Mills um, activated. So, you know, um, so much for being the champ, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, moving on to uh, Bill's boys had a fantastic offensive week. They had 48.5 offensive points. And how many total points did you have this week, did you say? 43 points 43 total yeah 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 he had 48.5 offensive points um he was just three steals away forgive me for the pun but running the table (laughs) um because he would have a perfect 50 in in offense and you know he was the recipient he of uh that big 29 run outburst by by the braves um he had 15 RBIs on Wednesday, um, led by um, Adam Duvall. Did you see that? He had nine. R- Adam Duvall had three home runs, nine RBIs on. I think it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And and for the week, Adam Duvall had eight runs, five homers, twelve RBIs, twelve RBIs. Excuse me, and a 1.252 OPS. And this is somebody that he's picked up in, in FAB. And when he picked him up in FAB, I'm like, hmm, I don't know how much he's even going to play. And that's probably the best fab pickup. I thought Donovan Solano was, but I think it's Adam Duvall. What do you think? Well, Adam Duvall is certainly more productive across the board, right? I mean, Solano's hitting – yeah, he's hitting like crazy as far as batting average. But, yeah, Adam Duvall is certainly more productive, yeah, across the categories. Hey, well, that's, I think that's what you want, Fab, right? You want to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and sure. He certainly has, has done that. Um, but on the flip side, his, his pitching was he, – he just had – he had the league's worst pitching last week. Um, his relievers <laughs> combined for a 16.78 ERA and a 2.05 whip. And um, now he has uh, Giovanni Gallegos on the IL, and I think – not Trevor May, but Dustin May is is, is questionable. So um, I, I I think Bills boys uh, they're in the running for the money. Um, I think they can finish anywhere from third to fifth. But um, yeah, um, good offensive week by 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 Bills boys. Um, our third place team um, with seventy one and a half total points were the Hawks, and um, they actually led. The, uh, the Bush League with total points last week. Um, again, a strong pitching week um, by two Brewers, um, Corbin Burns and uh, Woodruff, combined for 14 shutout innings and 23 Ks. And, uh, you know, he had two saves by uh, Jeremy Jeffress, which I guess he's going to be the closer now in Chicago. So as part of that, I've um, deactivated Rowan Wick, so anybody listening, make sure you pick up Wick, and he'll 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 do really well this week. You um, <laughs> Darvish, who's who's probably the leading candidate, um, right ahead of um, 
uh, DeGrom in terms of the Cy Young Award. Actually lost to the Reds. I don't think he pitched bad, but uh, actually lost. So he's now 7-2 and two on the year. Um, the Hawks' offense was uh, uh, was above, above average, and uh, that was led by Will Myers coming back with, with, with three home runs. So um, um, I, I thought the Hawks were sinking, but, um, you know, um, they still have a chance. I think they have an outside chance to finish second. Yeah, I, I, I think they have an outside shot. Yeah, I, uh, Lenny Landmines, who you'll get to next, is 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 pretty consistent the past couple weeks. Uh, but Bob has a really good team, and, and you know, it takes something crazy happening. I, I haven't analyzed, you know, the standings of, of movement, where they could go. But, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to pass. I don't know if he's going to pass uh, Josh. Well, talking about Josh and the landmines, um, they were, um, they're currently in second with 75 points, but they were also second in this, this past week. And similar to the Hawks, they also had, they almost like a carbon copy. They had strong pitching and, you know, average hitting. Um, they were led by um, two Cubs pitchers, um, Hendricks and Lester, and uh, combined with um, Aaron Nola, who's, who's really had a good year. Um, that those three had a combined 2.132 ERA with 29 strikeouts and two wins. Um, Mark Melanson, we don't hear much. I, yeah. you know, I had kind of given up on this guy. He had two more saves this week and had 10, has 10 for the year. Did you, did you see that coming? Well, he, he was that guy years ago. Right, and, and yeah, I, I know he was. Yeah, but and he I, went to San Francisco, signed a big contract. Yeah, got hurt, and you know, yeah. it disappeared. And uh, yeah, closers are funky. You know, the guys like that. I mean, it, it, they it, it, sometimes it's hard to predict these closers. You know, remember the one year Ryan Franklin almost led the league in saves. <laughs> remember that? Yes, I do with the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was that that was that Dave Duncan magic that that, that he was um, oh, okay. experiencing. But usually, usually when you see. Usually when you see relievers, they usually fall off the table, and it's hard for them to come back. And, you know, now we've talked about Mark Melanson. We also talked about, you know, Edwin Diaz. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll continue to talk about Edwin Diaz in, in just a second. But um, the Landmines offense, they also were the beneficiaries of that big 29-run um, output by, by the Braves. Um, Freddie Freeman and uh, Swanson uh, combined for 14 runs, four homers, 15 RBI. And, and, and two stolen bases. And, um, gosh, I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but um, do you know who leads the league in stolen, the National League in stolen bases? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, you, you ready for this? Go ahead. Trevor Story at 14. Uh, okay, 14? All right. 14, yep. So imagine, you know, this This was your observation again, and I, and I hate to beat Josh up on this because who, who would really know, right, over the course of, of the 60-game season? But, you know, you had 14 stolen bases to his total, and he, he's in first place um, had he picked up Trevor Story uh, as opposed to Nolan, Nolan uh, Arenado. You say Arenado. So you got me saying it now. I'll blame you. Um, and then, then the voracious squirrels. They just keep on chugging along, right? Uh, first place, 87 points. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy to see that he's not going to be at – I don't think he's going to finish with 90, which would be, you know, nine points, basically finishing second in each category, which is unbelievable. Um, he finished third place for the week. So he continues to be really strong. And, again, he's had these big days where on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, it's 17 runs and 19 RBI. And um, his two Braves, again, anybody that had the Braves, uh, Acuna and uh, Azuna, um, 11 runs, three homers, 14 RBI, and four stolen bases. So I I don't really see. I I thought there might be a little bit of weakness here. Um, I'm hoping Josh can at least put a little bit of scare in him, but there's nothing worse than an owner that um, hasn't won in the last two weeks of the season. Believe me, I know what that feels like. Yeah. No uh, comment on that? No. <laughs> um, but, but I also wanted to talk about Yaz, yeah. uh, Mike Yastrzemski, because um, you had um, you, you, you grilled Tom pretty good about that. Uh, I think he p- picked him up what, in the 16th or 17th round. Yep. And for this year, Yaz has 35 runs, 
nine homers, 32 RBI, and two stolen bases, and is basically, as CBS rates the players, is the 19th overall um, player value with CBS. Any thoughts on that? Well, I wasn't saying Mike Yastrzemski was a bad player. What I was, what I was saying, what I asked him was, did he think he was overperforming? That's what I asked him. And all right, so uh, let me let me ask you that question. Do you think he is now? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I that's what I'm saying. Do you think Mike Yastrzemski is the 19th best player in the National League? That's. That's my question. I, I, I don't know if he is. I don't have – that's I, what I asked. I, I, don't think he's the 19th, I don't think he's the 19th best player, but I, I think um, he's gotten certainly um, second, maybe even first-round um, value out of a 16th-round pick. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, that's, that's what he's yeah. done to kind of you know, put himself in, in, in first place. Absolutely. And that's really what you want to do is, is find those diamonds in the rough, which he's found a lot this year. Yeah, and I wasn't criticizing the pick. I, I, I just asked him if he thought he was overperforming, and, you know, it sounds like he is overperforming. You know, you're, saying, you're saying that because you, you, you just said, but, I, I don't think he's the 19th best player in the National League, but he's ranked as such because he's performing as such. That, that's all well, I meant by I, that. I, I, I guess, you know, right now for this year, he probably is. Yeah. Now, yeah. I wouldn't draft him there next year at, at that place, but um, – yeah, you know, I'm just trying to start something between you and Tom, but Tom doesn't listen, so you can pretty much say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be able but, to respond to it. No, I, 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 yeah, I'm not criticizing the pick. I like Mike Dostrimsky. I don't. I, I just asked if he was overperforming. That, that's all. That's all I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kind of, kind of like Yelich. Yelich is underperforming. Yastrzemski is overperforming. That's all. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see when the when the when the rubber meets the road, when he comes up in an auction bid, we'll see who thinks he's, who he overperformed because that that's where you, that's where we'll tell what all these people think about Mike Yastrzemski. Right. All right. So, so if, if we were, if we were starting our draft in 2021, in fact, I'm going to bring him up what, first what, what, next what year. What would you pay for him? What would, are you gonna be, <laughs> what would you, all right. If he's the, if, if he's the first person nominated last year, I'm going, I'm going a buck 50 at least. Yeah. All what right. Say you. Yeah. I, that, that's what I had in my head. Well, suppose it okay. goes, suppose all it right. goes to one ninety five two dollars All right. Um, I'll tell you what, um, if, if I could see him steal a couple more bases, I would be in that $2 range. I'm not, not right now at, at, at that price with only two stolen bases. Um, but no, if, if he can get double digit stolen bases, yeah, he's, he, he, he's easily into that $2 range then for me. And right now he's at two. So that, that, re- that probably doesn't project out to that. Uh, maybe it does. No, yeah. No, it, yeah. The multiplier is like 2.7 right now. Okay. Yeah. So, so that brings project. them at, you know, the seven, what, seven, something yeah. like that, seven or eight. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll, fab. Let, let's, let's talk about fab for a second here. Okay. Um, All right. Go ahead. Another big fab. Another big fab weekend, um, 18 total selections for 17, seven teams. Um, you, me, and Tom didn't get a player just because we had no money. Um, I actually tried. I put in six bids and got outbid on each one of the players. Um, Cindy Studs uh, making a last gasp effort with picking up six people. Um, Hawks and Den organizers had three each. Um Hawks paid twenty six dollars for Tommy Pham. What do you think about that? I, I think that's a great move. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a reach. I, you know, last week I think his comeback date was twenty eighth September. They moved it to eighteenth September, but that's just a guess. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know. But if I mean, obviously, well, obviously, I think he'll play when he gets back. I mean, he's he's a good player. I I think it's a I I don't know. I, th- I think it's a decent I, move. I like it too. Yeah. I mean, if if you have the, no, no sense in saving the, the the money at this point with two weeks left, and um, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that he and the landmines, the landmines had uh, two big bids, Kyle Freeland and Garrett Richards. I mean, we made fun of Garrett Richards one start. Um, he paid fifteen and twelve respectively for those two players, but you know, hey, he's trying to cash in um, and cash out and trying to catch Tom, and I I, I I like the idea. What do you think? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Richards had a bad start. He got blown up, but it doesn't mean he's a bad pitcher. And um, as, as I went back and looked at stolen bases to see where Bob Kirk was, and he's two back of moving up one, two. He's two back of moving up three points, and one of them is passing Lenny Landmines. So if Pham can swipe three bases you know, extra, you know, to give him that boost, yeah, maybe it's worth the $26 and running his money out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. What, what else do you got? Uh, that That's all I saw with the with the fab. Uh, I, I, we hit on the, the, uh, the race between sixth and, uh, for race for sixth place between the studs and the each rows. Um, I, I, I think next week we'll, we'll kind of get a real feel of where these guys are at. I don't know if Clevenger is in a two start week, but I think Bauer is Bauer is in a two start week for the each rows. Okay. So that's a big help. And, um, it seems like the Padres are kind of locked in. Right, I I don't know. Maybe maybe they can chase the Dodgers down a little bit. They haven't been playing well, so maybe Clevenger, they'll, they'll give Clevenger three starts, maybe four in the next fifteen games, and see what happens. Three starts probably, um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, be a good race. You know what? When I looked at the uh, when I looked at the NL playoffs, and, and you know, obviously they change from day to day, but uh, Padres were going to be the four seed, and the Phillies actually had the five seed. How interesting would that be? Phillies Padres opening round. Oh, I think we get slaughtered. <laughs> Phillies, Phillies, we, all the teams. I think the Padres are the worst matchup for us. Us, I, I say the okay. Phillies, just because they can hit. They can hit. They hit good pitching, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be the worst matchup. I, I want to play the Cubs. The Cubs don't scare me a lot. The Cardinals don't scare me. They're pretty inconsistent. Yeah. I did well, not want to play well, that. The, the Cardinals were, were the Cardinals. That was going to be the three-six game, um, and that's where the Cardinals were facing the, uh, the facing the, the Cubs. So, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of speaking of the Cardinals and and Cubs, you know who uh, Casey looks like? I forgot to tell him this. He looks a little bit like Dakota Hudson. Why? Because of the beard. Check it out. Yeah. Just yeah. He looks he looks a little bit like Dakota Hudson. Check check that out. All right. I'm a, I'm gonna look that up. All right. What, what, All right. What, what else we got? What's happening Base, with baseball? All right. With baseball news, uh, why you looked that up? Um, we've talked about this, uh, the, the offensive uh, boost to a lot of teams, but Braves scoring 29 runs against the Marlins. Um, I, I think that's almost the record. Right? The record's 30 runs in the, in the nine inning game. Is that what it was? 31. Something like that. Either way, that's yeah, a boatload. Yeah, I, I, I want to say that. Did you see any of that game? No, no, I didn't. I I, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, and I think there was a 19-run game as well. Was there a 19-run game? Oh, right. Yeah, Brewers. Brewers uh, put the 19 up on, uh, on on Detroit, who who then the next day had to play a doubleheader against the Cardinals, and then the first game gave up 13 more runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cardinal, hey, did you see this? Um, Matt Wieters for the Cardinals. I did saw. Had a 10-minute yep. 10 10 minute 19-pitch at bat before flying out with bases. Yeah, I, I I saw the uh, MLB version of of this. It is you know after the game they talked to Matt Weeders and he said that's the most pitches I saw all season. <laughs> yeah, that probably was. He's probably not exaggerating. No, I mean playing behind playing behind Yachty, you don't get many uh, you know at bats. So uh, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, he was a former All Star, right? He was a big, yeah. He was a big time, uh, four time All Star or something with that with the Orioles. Yep, yeah. He was one of the yeah. big left handed bats that he. And I think he went to Washington after that, and this never. Yeah, he might have been done at that point. I I think the interesting well, thing you told me that it was the eighth pitch or no, what what pitch was it? Was it three two? I want to say it was either eighth or ninth pitch was three two. Okay, so he fouled off ten pitches or pitch. nine yeah. pitches, yeah. Yeah, it's a good at bat. It's a really good at bat. Professional at bat. Professional right? at bat. Yes. Yeah. Hey, just just a little bit more follow up on one of my uh, all time favorite players, Lou Brock. Um, you, you know, Bill and I. Bill was here this this, this, this weekend, and you know, we kind of talked about it, you know childhood heroes, that type of thing, and how you know we tried to emulate playing high school baseball. Lou Brock, um, just how he would slide. I don't know if you ever noticed, he was never a head first 
type of person sliding, but it was always that really quick, hard slide into second, and then the pop-up slide. Uh, um, did you know that he was fourth all-time in World Series OPS at 1.079? No, I didn't, and he, he played in three of them, right? 64, 67, and 68, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he had almost 100 plate appearances, but he's only behind. Uh, here, tell me if you've ever heard of these guys, Ruth Gehrig and Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and those guys played in a lot of World Series games, but that, I mean that's that's yeah. that's a good OPS, especially for a yeah. leadoff hitter. Like and that. It, and not for that, he He was thirty-five years old at that time. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a know, pretty that's good clip. Something you don't see. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, last thing that I have here is you know we we talk about. Uh, Mark Melanson and coming back, how we're leavers, it's hard to come back from. Edwin Diaz, who had that um, big year in Seattle, and then he got moved to uh, New York last year and, you know, got booed, was, was really bad last year. Oh, he was 39 real bad. strikeouts in, in 19 innings this year. I mean, that's, that's basically two out of three batters, right, every inning. Yeah, I, and I, I had him last year, and that guy couldn't find a plate. In fact, he lost his job to <laughs> Seth Lugo probably yeah. late August. Yeah, and he cost me being in the money last year. But, um, yeah, Edwin Diaz. And, and he was a guy that would just mow people down. Like, he was a nine-pitch, yeah. one-inning guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, with his 50-plus saves in Seattle, he comes to New York, and, and he, he can't find the, the dish anymore. Um, but it is good to see him come back. I mean, I hate to see players perform like that. And then, you know, you go to another team, and – it's like the first time he ever pitched in a, in a, you know, to close out a game because he really struggled last year. Um, yeah. The, the only other thing I got for baseball news is I watched that Astros Dodgers game Sunday. Did, did, did you oh, watch? I, I, I can't, I can't watch the Sunday night game. Sorry. <laughs> well, I would encourage you to watch this week because the twins are on and I, I haven't seen the twins play. And I, I think I'm going to try to watch again this week, but anyway, uh, you know, A-Rod and I can't say the guy's last name. How, how do you say? Matt, Matt Verscursion? Yeah, whatever. Matt Verscursion. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> the, of course, they're talking about the Dodgers-Astros. The World Series comes up. And Verscursion says something. Uh, I guess we'll never know what happened in the 2017 World Series. And A-Rod, not far behind that, says that Darvish was tipping his pitches. And then the whole time I'm listening to it and thinking, I thought the Astros admitted to everything. Like, what are these guys talking about? Oh, my gosh. A-Rod, just, uh, would he just please go away? I, you know, that this is where the whole scandal started, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny to listen to it. I, I heard it, and I and I peeked up, and I'm like, what, what are you guys talking about? The Astros said they did it, right? Anyway. All right. Uh, so we got today in baseball history. So it's it's kind of a quiet quiet day today. Uh, something interesting I found. 1890. We're gonna go way back. Connie Mack unofficially manages his first game for the Buffalo Bison. Uh, he became permanent manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1894, and then of course the Philadelphia Philadelphia Athletics. He retired after 53 years as a manager in 1950. He was 87 years old. He won nine pennants and five World Series with the A's, uh, won 3,731 games, and actually has a losing record. <laughs> so it shows you some of the teams that he managed. Um, you know, they, you know, when you hear about the greatest teams of all time, uh, you know, you hear about the, what is it, the 27 Yankees. And, but the 31 A's won 107 games. They were 107 and 45. They lost the World wow. Series. Um, you know who they lost the World Series to? 1931? Uh, 1931, I think it was the Cardinals. It was. It was the St. Louis Cardinals. They yeah. lost in seven games. But, I, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting about Connie Mack. Uh, today in 1968, Denny McClain beats the A's for his 30th win of the season. The first 30-game winner since, you know who? Uh, 30, I don't know who. Dizzy Dean in 1934. 
Another yeah, card. Wow. Yep. So it was 34 years between 30 game winners. Wow. Yep. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. McLean finished the season at 31 and sixth. And then the closest we've gotten to 30 wins has been Steve Carlton in 1972 and Bob Welsh in 1990. Both ended up with 27. The sentimental lady, huh? Bob Welsh. Yeah. What does that, that mean? The sentimental lady. What do you mean? All right. Uh, uh, never mind. Just you can Google it. It, it was a song by there was a singer back in seventies or eighties. It was a bad song. What? Why um, you, well, you Bob, see, it was a, a, the artist's name was Bob Welch, and that was his big song, "Sentimental Lady." Why don't you sing it? Me? Yeah. I'll take. <laughs> let's let's cut on. Okay. All right. And then today, nineteen eighty-nine. This is interesting. Jeff Reardon becomes the first pitcher to record at least thirty saves in five consecutive seasons. He ended up with 367 saves. Does that surprise you a little bit? I uh, absolutely does. Because when, you know, I was looking at the notes that you had here, and I'm like, no, that can't be true. And, you know, I had asked you to look at uh, at Bruce Suter, thinking that he might have done that. And, you know, I know saves weren't as popular as they are now, but um, you looked it up and said that was not uh, – Bruce Suter never did that. No, Suter never did it. Lee Smith never did it, which is really surprising to me. Um that there, is surprising. There have been guys that have done it since then. Um, Trevor Hoffman did it twice. He had an eight consecutive year and a six consecutive year. Mariana wow. Rivera did it twice. He had a five consecutive year and a nine. He had nine consecutive years of 30 more saves. Um, mm. Joe Nathan, John Franco did it. Jonathan Papabon and Dennis Eckersley, all with five or more okay. consecutive seasons with 30-plus and you and I had talked. It was probably about the late 90s where they really turned into the one-inning pitcher. Right, closers? Yeah. yeah. Before that, they would commit multiple saves, and, and managers would use different, you know, different closers, so to speak, to, to close out baseball games. So, uh, yeah, and I, the Jeff Reardon, what, what would you – to give someone a perspective, how – what would you compare Jeff Reardon to? Because I thought he was a really good closer for about five or six years. Um, that's 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 a great question. Um, I, I would say somebody like a John Franco. Yeah. Um, I know I know Franco was a was a left-handed pitcher, and Reardon was right. He was right-handed, right? But they you know they both were pretty good in their prime, but didn't have a really long run as dominant closers. Yeah. So that, that's that's what yeah. I'm I guess on. Yeah. I I. I always looked at Reardon as like a poor man, Bruce Souter. Like he, he had that fork sinker okay. ball type thing, but you're right. His run just didn't last. Yeah. just didn't last. He ended up winning a world series with the twins. And I think they okay. won the wow. year they beat the Cardinals. I think he was on that team. Um, 87 team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was on that team in 87. He was traded from Montreal, uh, in the off season. Um, and then he made the playoffs with, uh, Atlanta one year kicked around. So anyway, yeah, that's our baseball history. Wow. Yeah. You got anything to add that's, from that's, that? That's a good one. I, no, that's, that's, I, Jeff Ridden was kind of a lost name. I, yeah. I don't even know if I had him back in the day. Yeah. He was pretty consistent for about five years. Yeah. 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 All right. What, good run. what are you walking off with? Me? I'm walking off with, um, I, I guess, uh, I'm at the point now where I'm tired of hearing in whether it's news, sports, whatever it might be, people using the term, the word, unprecedented, you know, <laughs> as in like these are unprecedented times. Right. You know, I'm hoping that we only have 108 more days until we don't go into unprecedented times anymore. And that takes us through the end of the year, because if we get back into this, then it's precedented. <laughs> right. So there, there is precedent. There is precedent. <laughs> For wearing a mask. There is precedent for social yes. distancing, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what about you? I'm going to walk off with the word fresh that I think it's way overused. And fresh. What do you mean? In, 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 with regard to food. So fresh. Okay. The definition is recently made, made or obtained, not canned, frozen, or otherwise preserved. So you see these signs, fresh produce. Uh Fresh garden salad, you know, you see it at the restaurant. I think, wouldn't that be assumed that it hasn't been just laying back in the kitchen for four four weeks? 
<laughs> We're going to give you the you, bad you garden salad? As opposed to like rotten fruit or something right. like that? Well, yeah. In, in, in these unprecedented times, <laughs> the, the fruit is fresh. So anytime you read the word fresh in front of some sort of food item, it, yeah, that that's stupid. They shouldn't even put that on there. Just say you have cantaloupe. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's fresh. I don't know if it's not, uh, you know, if it's strictly organic or it's recently picked. I don't, I have no idea, right? You have no idea. You, you I mean, where I live, there's roadside stands all over the place, and then we see fresh arugula. Like I don't, I don't know if it's fresh. Yeah, you could have picked that two weeks ago, Amos, with your with your with your stand so on the what, side what of the I, road. What I would ask all the Bush League uh, uh, owners or any of the listeners here is tweet at uh, at the Bush League and send any pictures you have of any produce or food that says fresh. And yeah, please send it to uh, to the Bush League. It's all uh, lies. On Twitter. Yeah, they're all liars. Um, anyway, yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, next week we're gonna have a couple more guests as we wind down uh, the last two weeks yeah. of the two and a half weeks of the season. Um, I'm not even sure how many weeks are left. Do you even know how many weeks are left in the season? Yeah, there's two weeks. It, it, it is two weeks, and we're hoping to have Bob, Bob, and Bill on next week, um, and then that following week, um, hoping to have Josh and and Tom on. So. Uh, you know, this could be the coronation for, for, for Tom, unless Josh can catch him. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give him his due. You know, his third podcast and still hasn't listened to one of them yet. So, you know, Ooh, Tom. on him. Does, does Michelle listen? Um, I, you know what? I, I think she will if we send her the uh, um, the link to the show. And probably needs to play it for Tom. But, you know, he needs to put the cassette in the stereo to, to play it. So, <laughs> What, an A-track? Is he still... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My boy did have an eight track though, I can tell you that. Listening to Rossington Collins band. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh they were bad. Yeah. Okay. All right, champ. That's all I got. All right. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Stay stay safe, Chief.